0: Welcome back to the Beat the Off Path podcast. I'm your host, Ross Palmer. On this show, we showcase unusual success stories because unusual times call for unusual success stories. My guest today is Ben Allman, one of the creators of 4Abilities.org, a nonprofit organization that helps differently abled people once they graduate school. Now, if you didn't know this, people who are differently abled often face tremendous problems once they're out of the school system and there's no real support network for them of any kind. And that's where Ben comes in. Now, the point of this show is to broaden our definition of success. It's not all about the money, people. It's about being able to go to bed at night feeling fulfilled. It's about having work that brings you joy and meaning and adding meaning to your life and the lives of others. And with that definition, Ben is one of the most successful people I know. He does incredibly noble, brave work, and it's made him so deeply fulfilled and happy. I think you're going to get so much positivity out of this episode, and it's just one of those feel-good stories that'll give you some hope and faith in humanity again. So with that, allow me to introduce my next guest,
1: Ben Allman. All right, joining me here on the podcast today is Benjamin
2: Franklin Allman.
1: Very patriotic middle name.
2: There you go. Is that your real middle name? Uh, uh, No. No, it's not.
1: So it's almost like it's something that I just made up right now because your name is Yeah, something
2: you made up right on the spot. Yeah, just out of nowhere, coming out of left field. It's as if I've never heard that one before.
1: That's not very patriotic of you, Ben. (laughs) Anyways... Benjamin non Franklin Allman is here. Very good. And go. <laughs> I brought him here today because he has a different kind of success story. And one of the most important things I want to do with this show is to showcase all different ways that we can define success. And I think Ben has found a really cool path that is something really interesting and it just feels good to talk about. So I really wanted to bring you on the show today. So how are you, man? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to.
2: Right, well, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you, first and foremost, for thinking of me with uh, what you do. I absolutely love your podcast and all the stuff you do. As hey! you know, Ross, um, you know, uh, success is what you kind of define it to be, right? Um, and that's kind of what you're talking about with your show. So uh, I am. Uh, it, it is an honor and a privilege for, uh, for me to be on here, and for you to think of me. So thank you. Well,
1: thank you for joining me. So, yeah, let's uh, tell everybody what it is that, uh, what you've been up to.
2: Uh, so, uh, long story short, after uh, kind of journeying through my 20s and not really uh, knowing what in God's name I was doing with my life, um, I, um, right, after, through, you know, kind of, a variety of trial and error, um, <laughs> a lot of, um, a lot of you know self-discovery and working things out. Um, I found kind of a path that really worked for me. I helped start up um, a uh, nonprofit organization uh, that's based out of here in uh, Centennial, Colorado. Uh, we provide uh, services and supports, community supports for individuals um, with uh, different abilities, um, helping them with employment helping them with community inclusion uh, those types of things. Um, I work with a couple of families um, been doing it for about two and a half years started with three people We're up to six now um, wow. it's a lot of fun a lot of lot of lot of, lot of stuff to do um, kind of a grassroots effort to um, you know improve our community
1: Sounds awesome so how did you get into this line of work
2: i um I originally went to school and college. I wanted to be a teacher, um, and then I became a teacher and realized I didn't really want to be a teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> no shade on and, all of the uh, teachers out I, uh, there, right? Nothing but love, know, I'm sure. It, it was one of those things. Well, I, I, it's, I think it's one of those things where I thought I wanted something at age 22, and then at age 28, I realized I wanted something different. So it wasn't necessarily that you know teaching was bad it's just i had i had gotten i got to a place with it and it wasn't it wasn't sustain, it wasn't going to be sustainable for me i couldn't see myself right. doing it for 30 years um but just because it was time to leave that profession didn't mean i had to say goodbye to everything uh, i worked as a special education teacher um and through that work kind of led me to the nonprofit stuff that i've been doing um Through my teaching work, I was able to make connections with people and families um, who had students with different abilities. So that's where my network kind of started. Um, And then just staying in contact with people as we're going, being involved in Special Olympics, I'll I'll, I'll rep the shirt right there, um, and just kind of volunteering time for that and staying connected is really kind of how this this was built. I, I enjoyed parts of teaching. What I really am good at is helping people. And one thing I discovered as a teacher is that wasn't necessarily what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so it's working with this nonprofit and helping them kind of build it from the ground up um, so that it's sustainable for, um, for, for the guys that I worked with as they, they become adults and, you know, try and find their place in the world has been incredibly rewarding. Um, you define, you know, my, my success is defined in what they do, not necessarily what I do. Um, so you have to kind of think about it in a different way with that, um, but it is work worth doing. It is work that is enjoyable, and I work with some of the most awesome people on the planet, man. They're happy to be alive. Um, they're just trying to get their part, and you know, like I said, I, I like helping people. That's what I discovered as a teacher, is that I like helping people. That was kind of the base of it, so if I could find a way to where I could Constantly be helping people in my day to day. That's what I wanted my profession to do, and and uh, here we are.
1: Wow, that's awesome!
2: I mean, such a great
1: thing. I mean, I've known you obviously. We've gone to high school together, so I've known Ben since forever. Yeah, and I have seen that you've been. uh, We go way back i have seen how you know i don't want to say happy or fulfilled but something like happy or fulfilled you have become doing this new line of work i mean i can there's a different energy about you these days and what you're doing the stuff you're posting on social media you know you can kind of feel that it's really in your lane
2: if that makes sense um definitely definitely in my lane i think that's that's kind of, you know, that's, that, that, that is a good way to, to describe me, Ross. I stay in my lane. I know what I'm good at. And uh, I blow it out, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't try and be something I'm not. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I do. And it's not working out great for me.
2: <laughs> stay down, man. Stay down.
1: Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so when you say early stages of this startup, what what are we? To, who, where did the genesis for this idea come from? Because the the organization is called Four Abilities, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, Four Abilities. We are a not for profit organization. Mm-hmm. fourabilities.org. dot um, org. That's our website if you want to check it out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, building it from the ground up. Um, every so, I'll take kind of the the core group of guys that that I started with. I knew them as obviously as their high school teacher. Okay. Um, and I knew that as their high school teacher, we created this wonderful experience where they had an outstanding, you know, they had everything that you could want in a high school. Um, we created sports leagues. We created, you know, classrooms that were designed to be as identical as possible to the general population um, and just trying to level the playing field. And when you that's say, general population, it sounds things. like a prison documentary.
1: <laughs> Is that the technical that's one way teacher's to look at public term?
2: education I suppose. <laughs> They're going out to Gen right. Pop. So <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, definitely a teacher term. Definitely okay. a teacher term. <laughs> oh, uh, the guys I work with yeah, the guys I work with need need that level of support. So that's kind right. of where it started. The genesis of that was, you know, they had this support ages 14 to 18. Um, but then when they get out of school and when they get out of, out of high school, all of a sudden there's there's nothing left. Um, when you and I graduated high school, we had a plan. We were going to college. You know, it was, you know, getting scholarships and, and working towards that next level of academia. Mm-hmm. My guys don't have that. Um, they very much kind of have the rug pulled out from underneath them, so to speak. Um, okay. They have this wonderful experience in high school and it's great. Um, but then the the cold reality hits them before it hits anybody else in terms of you gotta get a job, all your friends have moved away, you know, um, which was something, you know, that that you never really realized. So it was kinda realizing what they were having to go through, um, and, and feeling that the work that I had done as their high school teacher wasn't done. So that's what led to this effort. Um, and, and then knowing the families that I know them and working with them in special Olympics, I can't tell you the value that, that, uh, that I get in volunteering my time for special Olympics. Um, it's, it's coaching and doing sports in a whole nother way. Go ahead. Would you say that
1: the system, I mean, there's, there's really nothing in place for these people when they graduate there, there's no other programs. I mean, is this just like a blank canvas? Or are there certain things people trying to help them once they graduate?
2: There are definitely programs out there, but you have to know how to get there. Okay. Um, and that's really the disconnect with the system um, is that too often that's where the crack is. Um, those systems are available and those things are available. Um, but there's a lot of factors that come into it. Um, you have families who are grieving and who are working through their processes of realizing that their son or daughter has a different life that they may have dreamed or wanted them to have. So you have that aspect. Then you yeah. have the societal factors. You know, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, one of my guys is working on trying to get his driver's license right now. Um, he can drive. I have sat in a car with him. He can, he knows what a stop sign is. Um, He knows how to yield. He's a, (laughs) he, I California roll through everything. Like he (laughs) stops and we'll wait and we'll do like he is, he follows the rules, right? The test is written in such a way um, that the language of the test is such a barrier for him that he can't get through the test. So he physically can do it, but because the Right. But because the language barrier is there, he struggles. So that's really where the disconnect is. Um, and you can't ask someone and like, you know, it, it's it, that's where you need people like me who are used to building support and helping support um, and come in and try and fill those gaps. Um, because there are things that are slaying it against them. Um, and so that's kind of you know, what my job is or how I kind of see it. I just try and level the playing field for my guys.
1: So there's just like an entire world that we all take for granted, that you and I take for granted, things that we see as easy, well, or maybe not even easy, like getting a job. Nobody sees these things as easy or picking a career, but there's a whole additional level that makes normal things a monumental challenge, right? Absolutely. So when did you You first become aware of that? Sorry, go ahead. When did you become aware of this difference between the general population and...
2: Right. It was through my work as a special education teacher yeah. um you start to you when you put yourself in someone else's shoes um who hasn't necessarily had um the, i for lack of a better term the privilege that i had growing up um you know you see the the world in a different way and that's when you see the need for things mm. fascinating
1: so you're teaching you know you want to do something else you want to help people in a more direct way is this something that you are approaching families or are families approaching you? How did you get this off the ground, the first couple clients or students? or mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I, it, it more so was just I, I called one of the parents of one of the guys that I was working with one day, just kind of out of the blue, just to check in with them and see how they were doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, my man, Colin, had graduated he had been graduated, I think about two years, about two years. Um, and I just called, called mom to see how it was. he was. He's one, one of my favorite guys, man. I mean, just just in, a, a runner can run and run and run and run and run. It's just so cool. Um, but uh, it was kind of through that conversation with his mom where she was just like, he's struggling. Um, and I saw a picture of him. He was overweight. Um, he wasn't the happy-go-lucky kid that I knew. Um, and it was kind of you know, eye opening just to kind of see like, man, he, he could use some help. And then when you realize that, you know, you, you had, you had put all these things in place for him to be successful. And then the second he turns 18, um, that those things then go away, you know, that's part of that's on me as, as, Mm. as his teacher and not, you know, building that. So it's, it's finishing the work and this is lifelong work, man. I plan on being with these guys forever. Um, they're good people. Um, positive energy through and through and we have an absolute blast every day did you know when you were teaching that there was
1: this cliff that everybody was walking off when they were 18 years old or did you not know until that moment two years after he graduated
2: i i thought i i was very naive ross i thought everybody went to college (laughs) (laughs) i thought everybody i thought everybody if they didn't go to college they got a job right out of school and they had their job that pays
1: well Um, enough like our parents' generation, right. they're like, "I right. worked part time in the cafeteria to pay my way through college." <laughs> and it's like, do you have any idea? College is eighty grand a year now. Ain't nobody working part time <laughs> at bit. anything to pay for anything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 horrifying when I think of the stress and all of the problems that I had trying to get up and running. You know, just. I Well, I moved to a foreign country, but trying to get a job. And I guess that's somewhat comparable, like a language barrier of not being able to speak a mm-hmm. language in a foreign country and needing to speak that language to get jobs. I mean, I remember sitting in a cafe applying to job after job after job for months and got nowhere. So it's easy to see how much harder all of that could be.
2: And right. some people just Magic. need a little bit, you know, yeah. like... Well, I have a guy who I just started working with before the pandemic. Who all he really needed was someone to help him build out a resume, right. um, and then and then we went from there. Um, now, you know, once once COVID happened and and the world kind of completely changed, that all blew up. But it it it's it's little things like that that just slight adjustments can go a really long way for people.
3: Yep.
1: So okay. So you're you're trying to provide support. So what does that look like? What is a typical day? look like how often are you with your do you, do you refer to them as clients or what what is the relationship
2: i, I, I we're all colleagues um that's okay. kind of a, i'm a colleague they're a colleague um okay. there it's not a, it. a this is when i worked for an agency before in, in between public education and then starting this nonprofit i have worked for an agency where it was a client kind of provider type of uh, mm-hmm. relationship um and that's this isn't I, I don't i feel like that's demeaning to them um, okay yeah <laughs> um you know and it, it's not in the spirit of working together and creating something you know what i'm saying it's more of a collaborative like i'm, I'm there to help them out yeah we're working together they don't work for me okay. i don't right. work for them we're working for it, just because it's their goal doesn't mean that we're not working together so we call each other clients Okay. Or we call, I'm sorry, we call yeah. each other colleagues. I don't know about what. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and, you know, we, we base everything off of um, individual need. Um, before the pandemic, I was out in the community with my guys. Every single one of my guys had a, uh, had a job, um, whether it was working at a gym, um, working, uh, doing security for um, sporting events, um, working at a movie theater. I'm trying to think what else.
1: Think like a pizza parlor? Uh, right?
2: Amazon warehouse yep 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 we have another guy working there when the pandemic uh hit and we all went under all my guys lost their work unfortunately (sighs) um i they are the they are the first you know it's it's always the it's always the minorities um and and the people kind of on the bottom rung unfortunately um for lack of a better term who kind of get 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 housed with that um and that's that's what happened um my guy joss lost his job at amazon um because they cut warehouse workers um my guy colin lost his job at the movie tavern um because they closed right um my guy ryan wasn't able to work wasn't able to work security at a rockies game all summer which was devastating um and my guy sean worked at a gym um and the gym closed and and um you know he hasn't felt comfortable going back so what what started as kind of being out in the community 100%, we really had to shift kind of how we take care of people and, and my what my support and what I do has changed instead of, you know, making sure they get to work and everything's okay. Now it's very much, you know, I mean, we're on zoom 85% of the week, um, you know, when we do spend time together, um, I was gonna ask you so yeah, because you can't do of, you can't face
1: to face anymore.
2: We have started, we, so about six weeks ago, we started reintroducing kind of ourselves back into the community, doing a variety of things, because there are safe things that you can do. Um, what we worked on before we went out was a variety of procedures and safety things and protocols that we could do for all of our guys to be safe. Um, we do have some medically fragile colleagues within our group. Um, who have some rep- respiratory issues, who have some physical needs. So we, we definitely want to keep that in mind. Um, it's a requirement. All of us wear masks when we're together. We all wear masks, um, and we all hand sanitize like crazy. Um, so those are kind of the general ground rules. Everything that we do out in the community is outside. We've been really blessed because the weather's been great. Um, all my guys are into golf. I've shared those stories with yes. you. Um, and I think all it's gonna, wonderful they're all going out for seeing Special them the Olympic driving range. In it's, it's so great. It'll <laughs> melt your heart
1: if you see some of these videos. <laughs> you would have to have a heart made of yeah. stone not to feel something watching some of these videos. So, yeah. I mean, I, well, it's so good that you're getting I, back out there Yeah, again. we can
2: do a little bit of stuff, but not, not a okay. lot.
1: Not a lot. Not a lot. So describe to me a pre-COVID typical day and then or session or whatever you want to call it, however it's broken down, and then a post-COVID typical day.
2: So before COVID, I've, I was picking my guys up and getting them to work in the mornings. And then we would, depending on who I worked with, um, we'd either have lunch together, varying in the day. Um, mornings were work and volunteer time, and then afternoons were physical fitness or whatever else we needed to get done, errands, those types of things. Um, a lot of what I would do would be, especially in the afternoon, is kind of taxi service stuff um, for you know transportation, getting them to and from places and then they go and do the buy-in, and then they go, and, and the whole point of it is, is to be engaged in your community from an employment and professional standpoint and then have a presence um, that is personal. Um, so we would go to the gym. Um, they would all go work out kind of on their own, and that's, that was, those were kind of typical, and then we take trips. Um, we take trips, uh, uh, my guys we hook up with um, what's called the Wayfaring Band, which does a bunch of trips for individuals with different abilities. They go everywhere. Um, So those things would kind of ebb and weave throughout throughout the deal. Now, in the COVID world, um, everything we do, like I said, 85% of what we do is over Zoom. Um, We meet as a group every morning to do yoga or to go running. Those those are your two options in the morning. You can get together and do yoga by our wonderful yoga instructor. Yeah. Uh, no, or you can go running out in, in the community. We have, we have some people who will go, they work in the community and they'll go, we have a 5k marked out in our neighborhood and they'll go run that. So those are your two options. Our guys, everybody gets a choice in the morning. You can either, if you're tired and you just want to do some stretching, do some yoga. If you feel good and the weather's nice, you can go some run. They're starting their day with a 5k. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. yes, Yes. Yes. Well, they're machines, man. Four of the guys that I work with are from Buffalo, New York. Um, so out here in Colorado, it gets very cold to them. It's nothing. It could be snowing and they will, they will go and run. They, they're crazy, man. (laughs) That's truly impressive. I mean, I can't even,
1: I can't even do anything without two French presses full of coffee. So the idea of waking
2: up in the cold and running a 5k, that's, that's impressive. Right. So that's the morning. Um, and then we meet over zoom kind of individually. Um, with stuff. And I run some fitness for other guys who don't necessarily do running as well throughout the day, kind of pickpocketed. It depends on, you know, what we're doing. If we're working on employment stuff and filling out job applications um, and kind of doing those job coaching types of services, those can take, you know, anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes. Um, Fitness with me is, you know, what they want. They all have a fitness goal. Some of them, you don't want to burn, burn 500 calories. Other, others want to do 10,000 steps in the session. So we individualize it, but they're spending time with me um, throughout the day, along with a couple of other people that we have working with our group.
1: Okay, that's wonderful. So, what's the plan of attack for what types of work? I mean, it's it would be laughable if it wasn't so tragic that all of the jobs they had are all of the industries like Check, Check, Check that are shut down yep. by COVID. I mean, that, it, that's horrible. So given that there are so few physical jobs, I guess you could do, mm-hmm. what type of direction are you looking in
2: for work? Nice thing about the guys that I work with is it doesn't matter what the work is. They just want to work. It's about, yeah. it's about the dignity of an assignment. It's not yeah. necessarily about a paycheck. Right. Um, so so the work doesn't necessarily have to be paid employment. I would like it to be paid employment because I believe that, you know, <laughs> I don't believe in free labor. I don't, I don't, no. I don't feel like that's something I that should know. be happening. Um, with that being said, in times of crisis and in times of need, a lot of things are what needed are volunteer types of jobs. Um, and that's all that my guys have signed up for right now. Okay. They volunteer at the parks department to do trash pickup. They volunteer with Volunteers of America doing Meals on Wheels, delivering meals to people every Friday. We just started that up about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Um, So it's just constantly giving back and constantly giving forward because the opportunities will arise. What we try and do is keep everybody active. We don't want gaps on a resume. It looks really bad if you had a job in 2016, but then you quit and you didn't start doing anything until 2020. So Mm. even if they don't have work, as long as we keep them in a volunteer opportunity, we feel like we're keeping them active and engaged. And right now, it's really been up to the individual and what they feel comfortable with. Um, The Denver Broncos, for instance, have started playing football again, and uh, fans are allowed into the stadiums, which means one of my guys, Ryan, can start doing security again. Now, he didn't feel comfortable doing it the first week that they had there. Um, What was awesome about the company that that he worked for is they brought him in. They walked him. It's Argus. Argus is the security company that does all the stuff for um, uh, pro sports here in Denver. They walked him through everything. They showed him where he was going to be. They talked to him about the protocols that he was going to go through. They worked him through the job while we also had a job coach there with him explaining anything to him that he didn't understand. Ryan's worked every Bronco game since. um, So he's kind of his integration started back. We have other guys who haven't felt comfortable working, um, and so it's fine. All right, you you don't have to work, but we got to find you something because <laughs> mm, yeah. we're not going to sit at home and we're not going to watch TV. We're not going to just right. check Twitter all day. We gotta we gotta have some type of value. We gotta add something to the community because that is really in the spirit of what we want to do. Everybody, I, mean, I, think, I think it's safe to say that. World. that you know? I think it's safe
1: to say that you and your colleagues are doing more during this quarantine than 99 percent of all other people (laughs) you know how many people are sitting on their couch right now watching eight hours of netflix a day well you're out there hustling running (laughs) (laughs) volunteering i mean (laughs) are you paying attention
3: listeners are you hearing this
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's very nice of you to say i don't i don't know how i don't know how you could sit still during this man i mean life I hate to quote a, a movie well, I mean, I love, can tell you how you can sit way, still. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I can show you how to sit still during quarantine if you really want to
2: <laughs> Ah, man, can't do that. You sit yeah, still, you no, die. You got to go live. The, the world is too short. And yeah. my guys, my guys, I can't tell you, Ross, if, if, if you can do some volunteering with Special Olympics, if you can spend some time with the guys that I work with on a day-to-day, you're going to understand a different level of success. My guys can't define their life monetarily. It's never going to be about what's in their bank account. What's going to, what their life is about, is about having fun and enjoying every day like it's your last. And they get more out of a day than I ever in my life could imagine that I could have ever do. Um, So I get more from them than it really, than than it really is anything else, you know?
1: Yeah, I do. Well, I I only know from witnessing you from afar. That's how I know, because I see that. Like I said, (laughs) I see that you're fulfilled. There's a sense of You know, I think there's a sense of peace that a lot of people don't realize that comes with doing truly good, meaningful work. I mean, for the great majority of people, they're just trying to collect a paycheck or collect a bigger paycheck or scam people out of $5,000 as we have joked about on numerous occasions. (laughs) You know, it's just all about more, 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 more. But at the end of the day, how many people truly can say that they feel good about what they're doing? I made a post about it the other day, about ethical marketing or trying to sell something. You know, you could sell things that hurt people. You can work for companies that hurt people. You could have a fine career at a tobacco company or something like that. But at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you don't have any of that human factor. And now you're basically drowning in that human factor. Your whole life is the human factor, which is just awesome as a different perspective. I appreciate
2: that. I, I, um, I, and I, I hope I don't come off as incredibly self-righteous cause I don't mean to be. I, 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 I didn't like my life as a teacher. Um, I hated who I was. I was grumpy. I was overweight. I, I was angry every, I didn't want to be angry, but I really liked parts of teaching. So my my self-discovery when I quit um, and when I decided to change careers really was about, all right, what do I really like to do? What do I not like to do? Mm-hmm. And how can I get as much of one thing and as little of the other? Um, it, nothing's ever perfect, um, but I, I am incredibly lucky that I have found great people who allow me and help me um, kind of – you know, do what I like to do on a daily basis. So it's good. Yeah. It's good. Very lucky. Obviously,
1: you were a, a football player in high school. I think physical fitness has <laughs> always been an important part of your life. You know, you've always, you've done <laughs> coaching. You've also been in the gym helping people with weight training. So whose idea was, was it your idea to bring physical fitness into the program? And why?
2: Oh, no, no, no. my, it, it it's in the spirit of special Olympics and all my guys, okay. uh, all the, all the guys that I work with, all, all my colleagues, they're all about competing. They love to compete. They love, you know, and they love the, that kind of the team aspect. So it, it was centered around that. It had already, it was already kind of built in. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have taken that and tried to put my own spin on it. Um, and to do the, the research, um, and to provide, um, to provide good fitness when, when it is my turn to, to teach those guys fitness and to, and to run them through fitness. A lot of what I do with them now is more just kind of, hey, I saw this on the Internet. You want to check this out? Um, I, I'm not teaching in sort of the sense of more kind of guiding and kind of teaching guys and helping them build what they want to build. Um, when, when they're with our organization, they have employment goals, and then they have personal goals, um, and all those personal goals – you know, there, there is a physical fitness element to it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and there's, there's mindfulness to it. Hey, one of the best things that we've done as a group has added yoga in during this COVID time. I can't tell you what 30 to 45 minutes of mindfulness in the morning. I mean, I, I would love to do that if I wasn't so lazy.
1: (laughs) 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 Incredible. That would be to start each day with 40 minutes of yoga. Everybody knows that's good. It's awesome. But, and you're doing that too. So is this five days a week? yes okay yes. so weekends are off generally or do you work weekends
2: too? um i we we all talk throughout the weekends, but there okay. is no nothing's formal on the weekends nothing's right. formal on the weekends um but there's constant communication like i said it's really you know i, I think in the traditional sense you could say i'm on call but yeah. i'm not on call man i mean we just talk we're all, we're colleagues we're friends they're my yeah. friends um and you know there are there are things that I help them out with, and there are things that they help me out with, and we all just kind of get along, you know. That's awesome. Um, it, you know, it, it, there's there's there are worse ways to make a living. That's for <laughs> Sure.
1: Well, not many people get to go out and golf for a living
2: <laughs> in some roundabout way. That, you're that living the true. dream. <laughs> yeah, man. I I, I I get paid to go golfing with you my get dudes. Paid to get, out get there. There. A, bad deal. Not a bad deal. How bad could that be? <laughs> So uh, You'd you, you think my short game would improve, but it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. hasn't. You wouldn't know it from watching <laughs> him
1: play, but <laughs> he swears he's out there practicing every day. Uh, <laughs> so, you, you know, we, we talked about when, the, when this whole thing started. You said, okay, somebody two years out of high school, overweight, depressed, and you come into the mm-hmm. picture. So what kind of transformations have you seen so far?
2: Oh, I. I you can never underestimate the value of dignity, personal dignity through accomplishment. Um, whether it's a job or whether it's in the gym, um, we all need goals and we all need to, to strive to those goals. And sometimes people need help along the way. Um, I've seen independence um, that has grown from my guys. I've seen my guys advocate for themselves. Um, I've seen them, you know, grow up and, and become become young men and women. Um, it's really cool um, to kind of to kind of help foster that process, and also, you know, to kind of I, I, it is nice to know that I have been able to come in and and help them along a, a difficult transition. Um, I, I feel like high school can be challenging for people. I also feel like college and outright out of high school can be challenging for people. It's a heck of an adjustment, oh, yeah. and some people are built for it, and some yeah. people aren't. Um, and some of us need help along the way. And and this has been my way to kind of give that back. Um, so it's 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 really good. It's really good. It's just wonderful.
1: So what what is your goal with the organization? I mean, I know that this is such a personal thing. You're spending so much personal time, and it's really the one-on-one care that is the difference. A- at the same time, Four Abilities is growing year over year. So what's the goal, or what does the future look like? What Do you have targets, or is well, it just we'll take on new new colleagues as they show up, or...?
2: So uh, uh, interesting point. I, we will, we will take colleagues and new colleagues within uh, our organization um, as kind of needed, but we will grow it in such a way that it doesn't hurt the organization. This is, this is based and founded. The idea of this is to turn this over to um, the colleagues and let them kind of run it when, you know, moms and dads are no longer with us. Um, Mm. So that is the overall goal. It's not to necessarily blow it out and expand it, but to be kind of a model. Um, uh, families in Colorado and families across the nation can set things up like an organization like Four Abilities that allows you to access your Medicaid dollars, mm. so that those things can then help you pay for supports and help you get to someone, get someone like me to help you get involved in the community. Those things are are available in there. So that's kind of the overarching goal is just to be the best model for this kind of organization mm-hmm. that we can be. Um, that's kind of where we build it and then grow it as we go. Nobody's in this to make money. We're in this to create a sustainable life for people. Sure. Um, and you, you don't necessarily do that by bringing people in you do that by being a model. So, so that's kind of the big kind of expansion thing or whatever, kind of a vision. We want to be a model. We don't want to expand. Yeah. The short term goal is to get all my guys, um, employed again that's the goal yep. um uh we have we are at a place with the pandemic um and everything that you know i know there are surges happening all over the place so we have our fingers crossed that it's just kind of this this winter surge this fall surge that everybody has kind of talked about and we're hoping that numbers will kind of die down again and that people will wear a fucking mask for god's <laughs> sake excuse my <laughs> language <laughs> wear a mask anyway um so the goal is, 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 in the start of next year, we're hoping that everybody can get back to full, not, maybe not full-time employment, but at least part-time employment for everybody um, and maintaining those connections um, with the community. So that's the short-term goal. Um, the long-term goal is, you know, an ideal world, Ross, I would work my way out of a job. Mm. That would be an ideal world. An ideal world would be my you guys the can reins. maximize their independence right. To a point where they don't need me to kind of be with them um that they can just kind of do those things on the way with that being said i, I i'm with these guys for life um
1: i was gonna ask yeah you
3: yeah yeah there's it's an open-ended
1: yeah. conversation
3: yes and
1: I know how much is, you care is, about yeah. everybody
2: it's it, 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 Yeah, it, 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 they, they deserve it. Um, and you know, I, 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 again, I don't, I don't mean to be self-righteous and I certainly don't want to go there. Um, but they are, they are people who are worth, you know, who, who need help and deserve help. And as long as I can do that, I will be there. Um, and again, you know, the goal and the hope is that I can work my way out of a job to where they don't need me to where, you know, instead of me taking them to a, a football game so they can work, we're sitting in the stands, having a beer, watching it together, man. That's, that would be the goal because um, I'm with these guys I'm with these guys to the end of the line baby
1: <laughs> that is awesome man so good Thanks. so what what advice Appreciate would you have to I mean in case let's say a parent of somebody with different abilities is watching this maybe somebody who has a, a, a kid in high school right now what advice would you have for them for these learn how programs? to
2: access your Medicaid okay y- you have rights as an individual with different abilities, um, everybody has those rights and you have rights to Medicaid dollars and social security dollars. Those are there for a reason. Uh, guys like you and I pay taxes so that these guys can have access to those funds. Um, so go get it and go fight for it. And if you don't know who to, to, to talk to, start with your state representative and go from there um, and, and pound the door, pound the door, pound the door, pound the door. Um, because that money is out there and those guys have a right to it. Um, those guys have a right to it to, to live a free life. This is why we have social safety nets. This is the point of it. Right. Um, so go and fight for it because nobody's going to give it to you. Um, and, and you know, another thing, too, as, as a teacher, I was never really given formal training on how to help um, or point people in the right direction. And if I was if I was Roth, it didn't stick hmm. um, because that because that clearly that clear was the disconnect. Now. There are some cases, and I do know of cases, where people have been incredibly successful, where the system has worked well. The key thing there and the key variable is the families knew how to access Medicaid. And how did they know? They knew know? how to access Social Security. Did, is Google I, is this I, information the, the, out
1: there? I mean, you're kind of alluding to the idea that yes, it's difficult. Yes,
2: absolutely. The information's on Google, also okay. within the, the community of people with different abilities, okay. asking and talking and networking. Um, like I said, we, uh, our organization has met with our state representative, Jason Crow, um, who was willing to meet with us and, and sit down and talk with us. So you start there. Um, the gal that I work with, her name is Kelly. Kelly is incredibly awesome. Kelly will go and find a grant for whenever we need money for anything. She, she knows how to do that. So it's networking and it's finding people through social media. Um, and it's finding people, you know, at, uh, conventions, the ACLU convention that we went to last. Uh, last, uh, winter in December, those types of things hit the internet, Medicaid, social security. Those are the things you want to look for. Okay.
1: And if somebody reaches out via four is this something that you help people with yeah. as well?
2: Absolutely. Our contact information is on our website. We are okay. building our website. Our, our colleagues are helping us build our website. Um, and if you Wonderful. know anything about our colleagues, sometimes it takes a little time to get there, but we've got it. Um, okay, we've got great. the base website up there with contact information. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram. Um, and we have a Twitter um, and we have a Facebook, but most of our social stuff is through Instagram.
1: So, yeah, if you're out there and you know anybody who might benefit from that kind of information, please share this conversation i would say you know because i i mean i want to help you with what you're trying to do because it's just it's so refreshing (laughs) it's
2: such a refreshing
1: change of being your priorities are vastly different i was really honored that you a lot of other people you know
2: (laughs) i was really honored that you thought of me man you know you got you got grammy award winners on (laughs) here you know you got all
3: these people
2: and then you bring me on he's gonna text me
1: Scott's going to text me and he's going to be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he's going to like, you told me this was exclusive. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said unusual. I didn't say. <laughs> I Whoa. No, just kidding. Just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> It'll never happen. Um, so, you know, we've, we've dealt a little bit with, I mean, obviously there's an intrinsic disadvantage in that there are things that have to be done, filling out tests, paperwork, stuff that we all hate. I mean, you know, taxes, there are things that that nobody knows how to do from school or financial planning. Any of this stuff isn't taught in public schools. So there's that sort of like intrinsic disadvantage, which, which we kind of touched on. But to what degree, you know, is there any kind of prejudice that you've experienced or any sort of like people actively working against people with different abilities or anything that you've noticed or something that you'd like to touch on that, that really isn't out in the open that probably should be about these issues.
2: So uh, two things there. One discrimination is discrimination. Um, our our guys, we, we see it all the time. Um, constantly people think about what my, what my colleagues can't do Mm -hmm. as opposed to what they can do. Um, And so it's about, it's about trying to flip that stereotype. Um, I, it has been my experience the more we kind of, and that's another reason why you have a guy like me around is I can kind of be that intermediary when there is a communication breakdown, when it's clear that someone is not understanding what we're, what we're trying to build here or what we're trying to do. Um, so that kind of helps. There is discrimination. I mean, you know, people, people definitely look at my, at my colleagues, um, in a certain light. Um, They they were lucky enough that they grew up with unified sports in their high schools, um, which has really been a good grassroots effort that they they at least their their population of kids that they went to high school with um, was much more accepting of them than I would say. I mean, I I had no idea when we were in school um, that there was anybody other than us in the school. I really didn't. And these guys didn't experience that. They grew up in a much more inclusive environment. That doesn't mean to say that they don't um, face discrimination. Um, It definitely can be a challenge for them. Um, The biggest thing that we can correct and that I can correct is when we run into situations where it's not there is a it it is uh, the the ignorance of what is needed isn't on purpose. Mm. Like they're like uh, my guys aren't being discriminated against uh, because of who they are. It's just because people haven't thought of it. Um, So that's another where place where I can step in. Um, For instance, my guy who worked for Amazon for a couple months, um, Amazon is such a big company that when you try and talk to someone in their human resources department, it takes you about three weeks to get to an actual person. So when I'm talking to a robot, And I'm trying to explain to a robot accommodations that my guy Josh needs because he can't fit their quota system because he moves physically slower than the average person. It it took us a while to kind of get that going. However, once we were able to make that connection, things run a lot smoother. So there's outright discrimination and then there are things underlying the surface that you can kind of fix and tweak. Um. so we try and focus on the things that we can fix and tweak of course um and you know you deal with discrimination how yeah. you know how everyone is supposed to deal with discrimination you know i mean you you ignore it to a point and you stand up for against it when you absolutely have to that makes sense
1: so does jeff bezos come out of this looking good or bad
2: i uh you know not not great he was doing okay <laughs> <laughs> He was doing okay. Uh, I, I, to be continued, I would say on that. Hopefully okay. we can get my guy back working. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully, fair hopefully Jeff will uh, hire my guy back. I think he's got enough change to do it. Yeah,
1: right? That has never been an issue, I don't think. It's never been a lack okay. of resources. But uh, when you're no. talking about a robot, you could be talking about Jeff himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are we sure Very he's not? Fair. Very
1: fair. Are we sure? <laughs> yeah, there's a drone that'll answer your questions. I'm sure. Yeah, um, I gotta be quiet let's, now. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not anymore. <laughs> Blacklist. <laughs> we were just about to do it. Um, all right, so let's do a couple questions. So, do you personally, uh, well, what would you say drives you
2: now? Um. You know, we had a teacher, we had a shared teacher when we were younger who uh, told us that if it's burning in your heart and the flame is ignited, that you should kind of follow that. It all comes back to that. Um, you know, I I, I I enjoy waking up, um, loving what I'm doing. And, you know, Ross, everything also, too, comes back to I wouldn't be anywhere if I didn't have my better half <laughs> and, and my lovely wife. Um, you know, so that, that, I think it's those two factors It's helping my guys out who need it. Um, and also doing my very best to be the best, you know, partner and husband that I can be. Yep. That makes
1: sense. So for anybody who, um, wants to start on this path, any advice, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's somebody who's a little bit younger people who, you know, who are seeing this or who feel a calling to do this. What recommendation would you give?
2: Well, where there to is' start? Work, well, yeah there is- w- there is work worth doing out out there it, it is in it and you know we are in a weird situation, um but there is work worth doing that you can find remotely there is work worth doing that you can find within your community um It just takes some effort <laughs> um and it takes some kind of picking up um and you know I, I again this is this is a commitment for me I mean I'm gonna be with these guys for you know for as long as, as they will have me around and for you know, as long as, as they're around, um, quite frankly. So if this is some work that you want to do, if you're really passionate about helping people, um, then start by volunteering. Start kind of seeing what you like and what you don't like. Um, go to a special Olympic event. Go, go and just watch. You don't even have to volunteer. Just go and watch. And see, see go and watch the life. <laughs> go and watch the love go and watch people just happy to be alive. And, and, and if you allow that to kind of get into your veins and get into your bloodstream, then it'll take you where you want it to take. You. Um, there is help, you know, public education, the, 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 budgets in public education in this country have been slashed to the bone. So if you want to go there and start there, that's how I got my start. And that's how I really networked. That's how I got to know people. I wouldn't I wouldn't know and I would not have this job now if I didn't spend, you know, the time I did working in public education and getting to know the people that I, um, that I got to know. I wouldn't be working with these guys, I wouldn't be doing that. Um, it mm-hmm. started from the ground, um, you know, up and it's kind of come to here and, you know, I'm looking forward to many more years down the road. Yeah. Would you say that,
1: uh, you know, what's the level of stress that you experience on a day to day basis,
2: one to ten? I, the only stressful stuff is, is trying to figure out technology. Um, <laughs> and there can, there can be some communication barriers um, that we have to break through. It's really easy when you're one-on-one, um, but then when you're trying to do things remotely and then, and then you put you know some different abilities on top of that, um, you know th- that can be a challenge. That is, th- that is honestly the biggest stress in my life, is making sure that we can get that connection. Once we get that connection, it's all good. If we don't, if I'm not able to connect with my guys over Zoom, if for whatever reason, it can be a very stressful day. My guys are very routine-based. And when something throws their routine off, mental health goes out the window, and it goes out there quick. So we definitely got to hustle. If all that goes through, if technology works, then my life is easy, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like a
1: baseline, zero to 10. What, what is your, your work-related stress general figure, average? two two okay.
2: three on bad days man <laughs> no no stress now when I was I a, a now, when I was a teacher nine, like, when I was a teacher ten. you know it was that it was that like an eight or nine because I just didn't have enough time in the day you know I yeah. had to teach night, I had to teach two 90 minute classes back to back and then I had to go to a meeting and then I had to sit in the training and then I had to get ready for football practice and then and before you know it, I hadn't eaten you know so then yeah. once all that's done and I finally have time for myself at seven thirty at night then I hit Wendy's and I get you know I eat like crap and it just it was a it was a terrible mm-hmm. cycle um you know now you know I mean again you know my stress level like I said man it's two to three it's really low which you know I will I you know wait you we all make choices man some people are are are, are willing to deal with a, a massive amount of stress I don't want to do that man it wasn't healthy for me I was killing myself
3: I was killing mm-hmm. myself
2: and I didn't want to do that
1: yep. yeah there's alternate ways to be in this world You don't have to, (laughs) we don't have to all be chasing the same thing. Especially now, I feel like everybody is chasing the same thing. Hence the satirical fictional character that we worked on. You know, I think (laughs) one of the most interesting, one of the great things of the internet is that we're all connected. One of the bad parts of the internet is that I've just never seen such unification of human desires. It's like we're becoming a hive mind almost, if you will, like a kind of Borg or like, Everybody wants the same thing, and you see it with the TikTok generation. Everybody wants to be a TikTok influencer. Everybody wants to make boatloads of money doing the least possible, right? I think it was like, oh, I want to be a millionaire doing nothing. That's like the new American global dream. You just don't hear a lot of people who do, who want to be something else or who don't you know or who have a mission beyond just I want to personally be rich, right? All of the ads are. Here's how you can make more money. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can scam yeah. people more effectively. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I I'm very. I'm very lucky. I had a a very very privileged upbringing. Um. I never had to worry about having a meal. Um. You know, fed to me at night. I never had to worry about not having a roof over my head. Um. Same. I had a, I, I, I was given a lot. Um, Same. And. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, mom and dad and, you know, I, I'm this trust fund kid because that certainly wasn't it. But it wasn't like I suffered either. I, I, I don't sure know. Did. I, I saw that college. Honda Civic in um, high school. <laughs> bro, don't don't be dogging the hatchback <laughs> Honda Civic with the broke ass subwoofer bumping Ludacris <laughs> yeah. yeah, down right, right, Jewel Avenue in Aurora, Colorado.
1: <laughs> oh, glorious times they were,
2: you know. Right, right. But I mean, there's a point, Ross. I mean, you know, when I was 16 years old, I had a car, man, you know, yeah, I, you and I thought everybody right. had a car. Well, no, not everybody had a fucking car. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> um, And I, I I there's part of me that it, it feels kind of stupid that I was so naive for so many yeah. years, yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, I could sit here and feel stupid about it um, and bitch and moan about it. Or I could shut up and go do something about it. And I believe in doing something about it. I mm-hmm. and and you know I, I i life has never been about for me trying to make as much money as possible and don't get me wrong i like making money you know i i I'm, I'm good at the work that i do and you know i i i do volunteer a lot of my time i do do a lot of things for free um you know with with uh these families and 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 doing stuff um but i definitely you know i definitely <laughs> unfortunately we all have to get paid one way or another yes. um and so the, kind of the way that I've done it um, and finding that balance, you know, cause it's all different, man. I mean, you know, what's, what's your balance, you know, is going to be different from my balance and you only, you only get there by fucking up. You only get there by fucking up. If you, if you, if you get everything right, you're never going to learn anything in yeah. life. So, you know, I had to make mistakes um, and I continue to make them, man, you know, as, as, as satisfied as I am professionally, you know, I'm still going to screw something up tomorrow. Um, you know, but you know, it's, it's what I make of it and it's what, what, it's what we all make of it. And here I go preaching. Yeah. Preach, no, that's preach, good. Preach, that's what we're you're
1: here to preach. My friend preach on, <laughs> do you, do you think that there's a path going forward? You know, I, I talk a lot about remote work or the internet as being a tool. Do you think there's a path for you and what you're doing, uh, for people who don't live in your local area that you could work with people from oh, around the world?
2: Absolutely 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 i would love to to kind of blow that out and and to make it out um i would i would definitely you know need you know to to kind of know and get get connected with other people um but it has been my experience that mike the guys that i work with personal connection stuff is so important to them yes um and even if it's over zoom it's still important Right. they prefer the physical stuff we all prefer being you know of we course. all we all you know i think i think people like working remote and i there are certainly things that i've enjoyed about it but we're human beings are meant to be out with people work that doesn't mean that you you have to make money being out with people you can make money over the internet and doing all that you can do all that but right. they're meant to be out with people so making those connections with yeah, just people, look at all the late night um, talk show hosts
1: things. struggling <laughs> right you're, you're watching them break down right. on youtube with no audience, <laughs> they're just sitting yeah. there like, hey, 400, yeah. I'm like, exactly. welcome to the club.
2: Exactly. <laughs> welcome to the... N- exactly. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We don't get... Yeah. Now you're with all of us. You don't get to yeah, walk exactly. around with, yeah. you know, not going people cheering bedroom, you on you you every say? five minutes anymore. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Well, my soundstage <laughs> is
1: looking pretty good. <laughs> But you know I think I think that's the thing, especially when you when you post. I mean I think there there's so much I, I you probably haven't been on TikTok. I've I've dabbled in TikTok cuz I've listened no. to the propaganda from Gary V. But you know you notice that there's so many good things happening but there is a lot of bullying and there was an article I read recently that TikTok will only showcase people who look a certain way that they have people kind of filled because they want it to be an aspirational platform so they're only showing content creators on their homepage who who look a certain way. You know, it's like just incredibly awful stuff to when you read it. And and I think there is such an element. I mean, bully, online bullying is running rampant these days. So many trolls and comments, so much negativity being spread through these channels. And you have people putting in so much work, you know, going out of their way, putting in hours of work, creating videos, doing all this stuff, and then just get torn down by some random person. You know, it's, it's, it's just awful, really. Uh, but... Yeah. I think the only thing, at least for me, the only thing that makes any of it worthwhile at all, it would be an absolute categorical no if it wasn't for the rare personal connection that you can actually make, because we're in, in this world of usernames. It's people are hiding behind usernames, and and so many of them are Russian propaganda bots. You know, all the Trump supporting sure. bots that just flood. You know, it's like so you don't even know who's real and who's a bot. But the only thing that you know that gets me through the tough times is is that idea that you know some of, behind some of those usernames are actual people, and some of those people, whatever part of the world they're in, may want to actually interact with you, and maybe it'd be good for you to interact with them. So it, that connection is, I think, the only redeeming factor: the fact that you know somebody in India could make use of your services, or and that we'd be able to do that. I think that is what it's all about because the human connection is
2: everything. It's very big. And, and you, you speak of the negativity and the bullying and stuff on social media, and that has a real impact on my colleagues. Um, mm. They see it and they, they don't necessarily understand everything they're reading, but you don't have to be literate to look at a picture and know what's going on. Right. Um, you don't need to be able to have outstanding reading comprehension skills uh, to watch a video of some really really gross stuff and the you know the, the great thing about the internet is we can we can see everything and the worst thing about the internet is we can we see, can everything. see everything. So, everything right 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 so w- my guys constantly talk about that negative stuff that you bring up um and it, it's it's what we try and do with anything we put on the internet my guys have had trouble with it um because they grew up in the generation Facebook became a thing when we were in college. Right. Um my guys had Facebook, you know, they had access to Facebook, you know, at age thirteen, fourteen, right? Like it it would it already it had already been there. We we didn't have to deal with that. So growing up that way, they've experienced a lot of that negative shit on there. Um and it's it's challenging for people who already are trying to battle all sorts of obstacles with communication to then mm-hmm. throw The propaganda machine on top of it um, is is really, really a challenge. So in the spirit of our social media, everything we put out is positive, everything, every single message that that we put out there is positive. If that one person in India is able to see something we do on social media or some goofy YouTube video that we put out there that my guys have put together and it lets them know that they can go and live their best life. If if they can see that, then that's, that's, that is the point of it. And if we get one, we've done the job. Yes. If we get one, we've done the job. Um, so we just, you know, you stick with that and you keep going and you know, I, we're all, we're all in this together. The world is telling us that we're not in this together. That's bullshit. We're all in this together. We're all human beings. Um, and we have a lot more in common than we have, um, you know, that the, that that is, you know, makes us different. Um, so if we can think about that and we can all can kind of get together and protect our own, we're going to get through. And if people don't want to come along, they don't have to come along. But we're going that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's what we're going to well, do. Well, I
1: think that's that's wonderful, man. Um, is there do you accept donations in case somebody listening wants to donate to your cause? Is that something that people can do?
2: Uh, we don't, we don't have anything set up in terms of of donating to us. I would say if you want to make any type of donation for anything, donate to special Olympics, donate to your local special Olympics. Um, special Olympics is worldwide. You have, you have a chapter of that everywhere. Um, whether it's in Colorado, California, Australia, China wherever you're at find the special olympics chapter your local special olympics and and donate donate your time or donate your money uh my organization for abilities we take care of our own and we're we're setting the model and example um if you want to give back give the special olympics it is a cause well well worth your time
1: all right that sounds great well you know again man i i just have to thank you for coming on and doing this it's been an absolute pleasure chat it's always a pleasure. we we've chatted for hours on end for no reason at all many always. times but now we have a reason to do it <laughs> so that's something i i appreciate uh, you thinking of me but Ross. no it this, this has been me, uh, you me. know again i i just really wanted to set a precedent with this show because expectations are an interesting thing you know i didn't want people to think <laughs> there there well, there's a ton of podcasts about rich people or idolizing, you know, it's just like, if we could get Warren Buffett, who I actually do admire Warren Buffett, but I would interview him for sure Sure. if I could, but you know, it's like the richer, the better. Uh, there's a lot of that, but I just wanted to set the tone that success in quotes, isn't one thing. If there's one thing I want to accomplish with this podcast, it's to help people redefine success and to help people think in just different ways about creating a life. Yeah. I guess I kind of have a theory that each of our lives is a work of art. I mean, that's something that my wife and I have. That's a guiding principle of our life is that our story is our art form. And that's led us to, you know, that's led me to move to another country. That's led me to come to L.A. with no money and nothing to do. Um, So it's just I just really want to show people like, hey, there's a lot of lives out there. There's a lot of different stories. There's a lot of people who are rich, who are miserable There's a lot of people making less money who are really happy. So it's like, what does it mean? You know, I'm sure that there are a ton of people out there who the sound of a two to three stress level job (laughs) and they still have a house. They still have a wife. You know, they're living the American dream. Like you're, you're not poor. Like you're doing fine. You have a a gorgeous house, beautiful family. And that's great too. You know, (laughs) like,
2: is that not success? i would ask right. <laughs> so right and most you know, I, everybody's got to set their own bar with it right yep. everybody's got to set their own bar with it and and you know i thought i thought that my life was going to be complete when i got when i became a teacher and i got my license and then i finished my master's and i got yeah. tenure and then i got to that top of that mountain and i looked around and i went well, this isn't where I want to be. And that was terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying because I had spent so many years working towards this, to then figure out, holy shit, this isn't what I want to do. Um, but there, I, uh, life is about finding someone to, to spend it with, um, and then blowing it out the, as best you can. Um, and you only get there by following your passions. Um, if your goal is, if, if you're passionate about making money, man, go make money. <laughs> sure. If you're passionate about, if you're passionate about helping people, go help people. But if mm-hmm. you can keep it that simple, if you're passionate about making content, go make content, whatever it is, as long as you're passionate about it, go blow it out and throw yourself at it. Cause you'll be amazed at what happens. It may not be what you thought it was going to be. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that it's, it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Okay, parting you, words, you got parting me piece of wrong. wisdom.
2: Uh, what? What
1: is just as a closing remark? What is the smartest piece of advice you've
2: ever received? Uh, just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do something. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You take that so personally. You take that so personally. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm more
2: referring to our mutual friends that we may or may not have one or two more uh, services with. That may be who I'm referring to. (laughs) Okay. Well, Ben, it's
1: been a pleasure. Thank you once again. Podcast officially over.